better watch out, you better not cry, you better not pout, I'm telling you why, Santa Claus is coming to town, he's making a list, checking it twice. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie, midweek movie music uh, edition of Ball Don't Lie. Usually, my name Patrick, who is actually getting uh, ready to produce some Texas basketball for yep, us. Yep. Uh, my man Corey doing a great job twisting and tweaking the dials. So, uh, Corey officially DJing midweek movie music. Um, but my man Patrick would take songs from the soundtrack of a movie that inspired him, play those selections for us on midweek movie music. And based on these songs that are played, we're supposed to guess exactly what the featured uh, movie was for midweek movie music. And we guessed it pretty early this week. It was Elf. Hey. And it puts everybody <laughs> in holiday spirit. I, and it's not one of my top five uh, holiday movies. I think it's my wife, though. It's in what, her top what, five. What is your top? I want to know your number one. Oh, it's it's a wonderful life's number one. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that it doesn't get better than it's a wonderful life for me. Yeah. I know it's cheesy. I know it's old and antiquated. Uh, and honestly, I don't even like when they try to do the color version. It looks weird. <laughs> I just go ahead, just watch the black and white version. <laughs> Um, and uh, yeah, that's that's my number one. Number two is probably gonna be uh, the Christmas Story. Also, yeah. it comes on a hundred times during the Christmas season, the holiday season. Uh, number three, my my number one is Christmas Story. That's it. Christmas Story is, is yeah, I watch it. I don't I don't watch it until Christmas Eve though. I won't watch uh, anything. You don't want to spoil it. I don't want to watch anything Christmassy. I haven't even watched Rudolph. I haven't even watched that this week. Oh, like the all. claymation? Yeah, I haven't even watched it at all. Uh, I haven't watched any claymation stuff. Usually I'll get one of them yeah, in. Yeah, I'll grab right. one of them. I, I love Peanuts. I love watching Charlie Brown Christmas. Charlie Brown yeah, Christmas. Always trying to figure out, you know, why that tree looked like that. But it's all good. <laughs> no, I, I've watched already Christmas Vacation and I watched... Uh, what was the other one? Uh, Christmas Story. Yep. They, it already starts coming on. Oh, so it's I, already I, on. I, yeah, I, but I if I see it, it I'll turn the channel because I don't want to watch it. I'm gonna, I want to watch it where I can get up, just sit down, and watch you it. You want to watch the whole thing? I want to be focused. Yeah, I don't think I've watched the entire thing front, like start to finish in a really long time. I always catch snippets of it. And, yeah, it's one of yeah. the, and it might be one of the best movies, holiday season, holiday movie or not, that is from a kid's point of view. Right. Uh, no, I don't, it's hard to even top a movie from a kid's point of view. Very uh, good Because Home Alone is a kid's point of view. I mean, obviously a lot of holiday movies are a kid's point of view. The no. Christmas Story, to me, from a kid's point of view, movie is better than Home Alone. From a kid's point of view. Got you. It is. I love it. I think it's more relatable. Yeah, Home Alone's sure. not relatable. You, know, I mean, you got somebody uh, brings your house and you're no. trying to foil the plot of something. It's not relatable. Mm-hmm. Everybody can relate to, I want a Christmas gift, and I don't know if I'm going to get it, but damn, Mom and Daddy, y'all know it's the only thing I want. Right. My whole Christmas experience now is 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 now all around, or at least it focuses around the obsession I have for this toy. For me, it was Rolling Thunder, GI Joe, Rolling ah, Thunder. I remember this, GI okay. Joe, Rolling Thunder, man, it's legit. Okay, a little pricey for right. just a for a toy. But I told I, him, I, was, I need the Rolling Thunder, man. I got all these GI Joes. I need a I need a, a way to a convoy. Got you. All right. All and right. they act like I wasn't gonna get it, but I got that Rolling Thunder. I like oh, yeah. it. And it ended up being destroyed. Within a week of me getting it, because somebody on a brand new bike they got from Christmas uh, rolled over my uh, Rolling Thunder in on the sidewalk. Rolled, rolled over that bike. We almost had a fight. I like it. That was almost a hood fight right there. You was there. about to get it in. Oh, uh, what? <laughs> south, hey, south side. He's destroyed my Rolling Thunder, man. What's wrong with you? Uh, all right. Let's get to some uh, some Texas discussion here. Two nuggets. All right. Two topics that we have not addressed. Been talking a lot, of course, about uh, the 2023 signing class. 
And, uh, and of course, uh, if you missed any part of that, any part of any of the shows, all the shows, I think, did a great job addressing You can go to hornfm.com um, and you can catch up with it there. But Ajea Hall, uh, the wide receiver that transferred from Alabama who saw very limited time uh, this past season, everybody was really excited about it. Remember, we asked... Was that Bijan Robinson we asked about who you would put on your 4x100 mm-hmm. relay team? That was Bijan. Yeah, and he threw Ajay Hall out there. Because he like knew he, he, sank, he sinked it. Like he was that type he of seen the speed. physical freak. Uh, well, um, he has been dismissed from the team. That's official. So, no longer part of the team. He is sprinting somewhere else. It's been reported by Inside Texas that wide receiver Ajay Hall is no longer with the Texas program. And mm, nobody really knows what's in store for him after that. So, yeah. he's done. Moving on. It's going to be some work that he got to put in. Yeah, you could tell that. The, listen, remember the reports were that the team yes. w- basically went to the coaches, like the leadership council went to the coaches, and they had mm-hmm. some complaints about him at one time, too. Um, so uh, hopefully he gets it all together. He was a tremendous talent. I mean, I think he was a higher rated receiver than Xavier Worthy. Nice. I think he was like really highly rated, but out of Florida. Uh, you got to, hey, man, it doesn't matter how your potential. You yep. got to be able to maximize it. Uh, also, this is good news. Well, good news for Chris Gilbert. Uh, I don't know if it's good news for Texas. Uh, Chris Gilbert, who is the Texas director of high school relations, yep. he's expected to become the new assistant head coach slash tight ends coach at North Texas. So, congrats to Chris Gilbert. Central, Lo- it's, he's been in that area all his life. Yep, long time uh, yep. high school head coach in DFW uh, prior to taking the position at UT, and a big part of helping Texas get a you know a footprint um, or at least have some representation there in the DFW area and Texas has been cleaning up in that area with Sark. They got to find a new connection there. That won't be hard. No. They basically go get someone who uh, has great relationships and has a ton of experience there in the DFW area, which by the way has what, what, how many state champions now? Exactly. So you got four or something? Another one. Say in the DMW area yeah, yeah. or something like that of our state titles. So, yeah, uh, yeah a lot of uh, championship football being played there. And someone like me, I would always debate Craig often who has better talent and better teams. Was it Houston or Dallas? Was a better football team than better talent? Hell, right now, DFW is claiming both. That better talent and better teams potentially uh, than the Houston area. So even I'll uh, give some props there. So it's going to be a big task for Sark to try to find somebody to replace Chris Gilbert um, in the I don't know next coming I don't know months or so. At least you don't have to worry about signing day. Right. That's in the back for Texas. Twenty two commits. I know there's still some room potentially. I think they can still sign maybe one or two more guys potentially. Well, they said twenty four is the number because of the transfers that they got okay. as well. So I put it. But to your point, twenty two of them. And I put 14 of them will be early enrollees. That's big. Yeah, that's huge. I wonder because I wonder if that's a part of the pitch that we want you on campus as early as possible. Yep. I think all across the country, though, everybody's becoming more. You know, uh, at least they seem a little bit more agreeable to the early enrollee thing. Well, because well, some of them are like, you know, I really my my focus now will be all about. Football, summer multi-sport athletes. Let's not forget uh, uh, Manning. Arch Manning was a basketball player, and his team had played for a state yep. championship. And multiple players have gone through that as as multi-sport athletes. That's true. That kid Deuce Robinson that Texas is still trying to recruit. He's a good baseball player as well. So they're looking at him, but he's not making a commitment or signing until the spring. So he won't even be on campus early anyway because. He's a big-time baseball player, too. 
Yeah, no, I, I didn't think about that, but you're right. It's all about you know how dedicated they are to that other sport. Yeah. Um, I I guess at the time, yeah, I mean, I guess I would have probably considered it too. I wasn't dedicated to track, right? Anything like that, I mean, right? That's the thing, you know. Yeah. It was like oh, you would have you would have been dedicated. I would because baseball, you baseball was your their sport, time. That's but right. You were also a scholarship worthy athlete. You were being recruited to play both football and baseball. Right. So it was one of those things, and even. I was thinking about it the other day. It was like we had a bunch of guys that were very intelligent. Like they could have left school early, mm. but we weren't. We weren't focused on that. Like in middle school, where you're getting all these credits. Like my son right now, he'll have so many high school credits that by the time he gets into high school, he's already a sophomore. Yeah, he's already yeah. technically yeah. he could be that. Yeah. So you're like, what is going on? That's, That's why point. all these kids now are able to leave at the halfway mark because of what they did in middle school getting to that. And those are some of the things that uh, I think we weren't privy to at that time. I didn't do that. But now these kids are, that's all they do. Yeah, I I never thought about that, but you're right. I never had that option. Honestly, I probably wouldn't have taken it. I was a knucklehead, so I probably would have just. You wanted to kick it, though. Yeah, Yeah, you wanted to kick it. These kids are about getting getting out of school. They're like, I'm trying to get up out of here. I'm trying to get to to college. Yeah, that's a good point. Trying to holler. That is <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Uh, if you're trying to holler, Hot Cat Tequila may help you holler. Uh, how about that? Hot Cat Tequila this holiday season uh, is the perfect way to bring in the holidays by breaking out the Hot Cat Tequila. The cat stands for cinnamon, agave, and tequila, and the recipe is just as simple and just as delicious. It's just cinnamon, agave, nectar, and tequila. You can turn your holiday gathering into a party and turn your family get-together into an unforgettable celebration with Hot Cat Tequila. Be the hit of your holiday party and turn up your holiday party with Hot Cat Tequila. Once you make Hot Cat a part of your holiday season, and you'll understand the reason it's my favorite new tequila. Hot Cat Tequila also makes a great holiday gift. You're thinking about something to get that tequila lover in your life. Hot Cat Tequila, best served cold for a quick round of shots or to sip on the rock. So make it a Hot Cat holiday season. Once you try Hot Cat, you won't go back to that old cinnamon whiskey. So this holiday season, bring home Hot Cat for the holidays. Visit CatTequila.com to find a store near you that sells Hot Cat Tequila or to find a bar near you that serves Hot Cat Tequila. Toast and turn up this holiday season with Hot Cat Tequila. Tequila. Uh, all right, uh, you got Texas basketball coming up next, so we can get into a little bit of conversation about Texas basketball. But I guess closing thoughts uh, about the, and we'll obviously talk more about the 2023 recruiting class tomorrow. Hell, they might even have um, some more additions tomorrow. Who knows? But give me your thoughts about the 2023 recruiting class um, now that we have most of the commits in, 20, 22 of them, and they are now considered top three recruiting class in the country. I think you just said it right there. They're considered top three. I think it was a great haul. Um, you've been uh, alluding to it the entire time, talking about the fact that all of this is happening on the back of a 5-7 and seven season when the ball started rolling. Mm-hmm. Then you get a chance to go out there and you go 8-4. and four. They, People got a chance to see the improvement, and then you're heading into a bowl game. I know a lot of people don't feel like that's a big bowl game. You start looking at it. This is a big opportunity for Sark to get to number nine, yeah. number one, and number two. You got some guys that are trying to solidify their positions because there are a lot of guys that are coming in so that are going to challenge for those positions as well. Mm-hmm. So all in all, this was a great day. If you're a Texas Longhorn fan, to finish top three, that's a huge, huge day. Uh, I'm with you, um, and I agree with Mike Roach that, you know, and you just talked about it, you're doing this just – Having you know a five and seven season in Sark's first season, then an eight uh, win season, eight and four in his uh, second season. That's you know that's a great improvement. But man, if you can get 
to the point where, you know, you consistently winning at Texas, consistently winning mm-hmm. and competing for championships, conference or national championships. Um, man, it, it's amazing how the recruiting could potentially pick up. You've been recruiting at a, you know, a really high level, yeah. and you haven't been winning. No. You've been you've been recruiting off of your brand and your potential uh, as a program and yeah. as, as a blue blood, but man, if Texas actually starts winning games again consistently, competing for championships consistently, not not every other year and not every couple of years like Texas has been or every few years, but doing it year after year, uh, yeah. yeah, man, you could be start stockpiling those classes like Georgia did, like Bama has done. Not saying you Georgia or Bama, right, but you got to right. start there to compete with those guys. You got to start stockpiling these top three, top five recruiting classes on top of developing the talent. And then once you develop that talent, then we're talking about you know Texas being in that conversation, the rarefied air. Uh, we're talking about titles yearly, and, yeah, yearly, annually, putting yourself in that mug right yeah. there. Yeah. You know and, what I'm saying? But so. the first first step is what I like about Sark's uh, mentality. He, you know, I, I believe it too. You can never have too many quarterbacks. Stockpile them like socks and underwear. Hey, you can never have too many. If they want to come here, bring them. Bring them because yep. the truth is, the one the quarterback that's not happy, he's leaving. Hmm. The quarterback that's not happy, he's leaving. And think about it, guys, how tough it is essentially to to develop a quarterback and have success um, as a kind of a quarterback factory, uh, as a like Texas was at one point when yep, you went straight yep. from you know Sims to Vy and then to Colt. Yep. Right, that was your quarterback factory. You want to kind of get back sprinkle to sprinkle in another high recruit in Chance Mock. Oh yeah, as well. Who's who a, five? Was a five? Who's a five star? star? Yeah, yeah. He's a great yeah, boy. don't forget about that. Yeah, you forget. And then dude, you forget about Jevin Sneed, who was a big time. He was recruiter. a five star. Yes, he was a five star. Yes. Yeah. No, he was right bringing him in. No, you're right. He was a five star too. And I think that's you got to get at one point in that quarterback room when Sims is there. You got a Sims is a five star, a Chance Mox is a five star, and a Vince Young. Yeah. You got three five stars in all in the same room. Holla. <laughs> and, I, and that's what I like about what Sark's doing. It's like, no, nah, I'm just going to stockpile them. I'll worry about the consequences later. The truth is, whatever quarterback isn't playing is unhappy. No doubt. It doesn't, it doesn't matter who he is. He's unhappy. And you want to deal with that regardless. And I went back and looked at it. So now with officially Arch Manning signed, you've signed 25 quarterbacks since 2005. Mm-hmm. How many of them do you think have finished their eligibility playing quarterback at Texas? One. Four. Who are they? Colt, Case, Tyrone, Swoops, and Sam Ellinger. Wow. Twelve of them have transferred. That includes Hudson Carter, who just transferred. Uh, four of them are still on campus now. That's your Arch Manning. That's your um, Qu- uh, Quinn Ewers, your Malik Murphy, and your uh, Wright, who's still there. Uh, right? Yeah, Charles Wright. Charles Wright's still yeah. there. So that's four still on campus. Um, and you have 12 that transferred, two retired due to injury, Three changed positions. Shout out to Rojo, one of those two. Um, mm-hmm. And like I said, four exhausted their eligibility paying quarterback. But think about how low that hit rate is. Yeah, that's, that's not 25 a good look. 25 quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah. Right? Since yeah. 2005. So we're talking about, you know, we're talking about 17 years now. Yeah. Right? Uh, of sample size. And you only got four that finished, finished their eligibility, but two of them. Only two of them actually were multi-year starting quarterbacks for you. Four of them finished early. Both McCoys, Cody Case, Tyrone Swoops, and, and, and Sam Ellinger. But Case and Tyrone, they were 
uh, one-year starters for you, and then they yeah. were thrown in there sporadically. Colt, multi-year starter for you. Sam Ellinger, multi-year starter for you. So in terms of multi-year starters in the last 17 years, you recruited 25 quarterbacks. You've gotten two multi-year starters out of those 25 quarterbacks. It ain't easy. The hit rates yeah. are low because they leave, they change positions, they get injured. And like I said, you probably right now are hovering around, and this is, I think, everybody in college football, not just Texas, hovering around probably a, what, 10%, 15% hit rate on the quarterbacks yeah, that you're bringing in. That's not a good That's not a good. But number. that's not just Texas. That's everybody. Right. That's right. just the, I think it's the nature no, I mean, of the business. Yeah, that's, nature that's of the not good. It's just the, in the transfer portal, quarterbacks leaving, whatever. And court, by the way, turn, coaching turnovers, too, is a big part of that. Can we turn over coaches now quicker yep. than we used to? New yep. systems, all that. But it's just, I think it's the nature of, of the business. And it's almost like, when these quarterbacks are transferring, strangely enough, that is a healthy sign of your program. It's like more money, more problems. All right? I want the problems that come <laughs> yeah. with all that money. Yeah. This is the let problems. Me, let me adjust. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> these are the problems that come with yeah. recruiting five-star quarterbacks year after year. They're going to want to leave. No doubt. They're all going to stay. No doubt. More money, more problems. I'll take those problems all day. And that's what it's all about. And, it, and for those that have been looking for Sark's press conference, you can go to hornfm.com, and it's on our, our page. That way you can click it and you can hear Sark talk about it as well. So yep, no everybody's doubt. been looking for it. Unfortunately, we didn't get a chance to carry it because there's a lot going on on the 40 acres. There was a women's basketball game that started mm-hmm. earlier today, which they won, and they blew the other team Shout out. out. And now the men's basketball team is going to take over here in just a minute when we get off the air. Craig Way will be on the call with Eddie Horn, and you can expect Texas to win this basketball game. I don't know how about, by how much because Louisiana has a 6-11 Post player that is NBA caliber. He'll be a problem for Texas. Yeah, he's going to be a problem with the matchup size. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and this team is 10 and 1, by the way. Louisiana's 10 and 1. Yeah. Just in case y'all were wondering that if Texas should go out there and dominate, but let's not get it twisted. They are 10 and 1. And this coach used to be the head coach at Sam Houston State as well. Okay. There you go. Yeah. Um, and Marcus Carr uh, defending his title as the, the uh, Big 12 Player of the Week, which Correct. he just earned uh, off of last week's uh, performance. And we'll see if he can keep up uh, his hot hand because he's been on fire. I think yeah, he's yeah. last two games, 9 of 12. He's making some things three work, point range, bro. 9 of 13, 3 yeah. point range. Been really, really hot. Uh, all right. I want to thank my man Corey for doing a great job as always. I want to thank my man Patrick, too. I want to thank Harge. I want to thank all of you out there for participating. We appreciate that. And I want to uh, wish everybody out there a happy holidays and a Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Absolutely. Yeah, because I won't be here for the rest of the week. Neither will we. That's yeah, right. that's right. We are <laughs> off, so you will hear the best of. Uh, the whole station's off Friday and Monday, but we'll be back on this thing, getting it, getting it ready for you next Tuesday. All right, so everybody have a great holiday season. Remember, the revolution will not be televised. We'll be talking about it right here on Ball Don't Lie. We love you guys. We mean that. Take care of yourselves, but more importantly, take care of each other. Happy holidays. Peace.